0: But I am so glad to be back I am so glad to be back Filming this show Sam, it has been way too long
1: It feels like It feels like the first day of school After after summer Like you just come in, you're seeing your buddies It's like It feels so different But the, something that you've been doing all your life That's what it, this break This break's felt like the longest we've ever taken
0: Yeah, and you know for For those of you who listen to the show And you know we're almost we're almost at kind of a milestone mark for us. We're less than a hundred plays away from five thousand plays for the show, um, which is you know not the biggest number in the world, but for a little show like this, that's a that's a pretty big number. Um, and yeah, it's just for and honestly, I'll take the blame for why the show was had such a big break. I moved. Um, uh, I moved from, from Roseville all the way up to Chico, so not too far away from from Roseville. But I moved for the first time. I got my very first apartment with uh, with my girlfriend, and that was stressful trying to find an apartment, trying to find a job up there. And as soon as I moved up there, like a week later, I'm, I'm currently right now, I'm at drill for the Marines. I've been gone for two weeks. So I've been exceptionally busy. Um, and with that, Sam also graduated. He came back and He's been hanging out with family and his girlfriend and stuff. So it just we needed a break because we needed to do stuff away from the show. But now that drill's almost over and I've gotten settled in and you know, Sam's back and feel like we can uh we can be back and be be consistent again. But yeah, that was probably the biggest break we've 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 taken from this show in like two years. Yeah, we never
1: we never going into this show. This show was always supposed to be like a fun thing. It was just like two guys coming on and talking about sports and it never, ever, I don't think we ever wanted to give the illusion that it was like a job or a hassle to come on. So if, if it didn't feel right that we could just couldn't make it work or just couldn't force an episode to be recorded, we never, (laughs) never, like I would never be like, Jason, we have to record tonight. Like this is ridiculous. You are my partner.
0: Like, what are you doing? Like, it's none of that, you know, like it was just,
1: if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't.
0: Yeah, and part of the thing, too, is with this show, the dynamic of the show, it's really laid back, and we want it to be fun, and if we've got other stuff going on in our life that's just really stressful, then, you know, this is normally an hour and an hour and a half chunk of time that we can take to a lot, you know, to somewhere else more important, but, you know, the show is is important to us, and uh, we're mm-hmm. glad to be back, and it feels like we've... Uh, We've kind of put, uh, put all the super gigantic busy stuff behind us. Although I know Sam's going to be moving. To for I don't know maybe. what
1: we're going to do with that.
0: Yeah, I know. So, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe when one of us is busy, we can try to do a, like a solo show or maybe just bring on a guest and have like a guest co-host, like bring on Josh or bring on Ben or Keegan or something like that. Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll figure it out. But we're going to try to stay uh, super consistent for you guys because we just took a gigantic break. And we happened to take it at the worst time, <laughs> too. Um, the NBA Finals is currently going on. Game three. Game three was just played yesterday. Today today is Monday. For us. Yeah, for us it is Monday. This episode is going to be released on Tuesday. Uh, the game was played on Sunday. It was in Milwaukee, the Bucks uh, after – I don't want to say a lackluster performance from from the Bucks per se, and we'll get into that later, but they bounce back in Milwaukee. They win big, biggest win for either team in the series. They win by 20 points. It was 120 to 110 over the Suns, and it is now 2-1. So, obviously, we've been gone for a little while. We didn't really get to talk necessarily a ton about the Eastern Conference Finals, the Western Conference Finals, what what happened, and, you know, Fast forwarding to where we are now, we have the Bucks and the Suns, which I think for for the NBA, I know we had had a conversation about what would be like the ideal situation for the NBA for, from a marketing standpoint. And, you know, we talked about that being, you know, L.A. and Brooklyn. And what they ended up getting was maybe one of the smallest market teams from the Western Conference and one of the smallest market teams from the Eastern Conference. They kind of got the complete opposite of the Lakers and – the Nets. So just from before to even get into the series, when, when it broke that we were going to have the Bucks and the Suns, I know that you were not super happy and uh, necessarily.
1: Well, I mean, that's a little, it, it wasn't like, uh, well, so. I know, yeah. I know you're... you
0: weren't beating yourself or anything like that.
1: But... <laughs> what is this? Oh, come on. Sam. <laughs> what is these two teams playing against? Yeah. It, my sentiment was um, as my personal opinion as a fan, this was, I think it was once Atlanta beat the Sixers. I think that's when we talked about this. Yeah. Um, and it was Atlanta, Milwaukee, and Clippers mm-hmm. without Kawhi versus Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. And I sat there, I think right before the semi or the conference finals started. And I was like, you know what? Either way, whichever teams win, there's a bad finals either way. And I think sitting there now, I still believe that. Like, this finals, I guess, has interesting points, but it's still not going to be regarded, in my mind, as one of the best finals ever played.
0: Well, um, I mean, and that's tough to say when it's three games in. Um, I mean, most of, you know, when you're talking about iconic series, normally those those kind of go the distance. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. We'll have to look back in, in a week or two and see, see no, totally, what, what the totally. record is. But,
1: but even – so before getting into all that, so the teams that are involved, um, it's not even – for me, it's really not about market size. I don't care. Like Cleveland made interesting finals. And, yes, that's different because it's LeBron, but it's the Cavs. Like they have limited – History in the NBA, just like these two teams. I mean, Milwaukee's probably got more history than Cleveland did before LeBron, right? Yeah. yeah. So I feel like market size isn't even that big of a deal. It was more of... For the, the main thing for me is I love seeing the best teams play well towards the end. So to see a, the best of Brooklyn would have been amazing... Because that, to me, could be an all-time great team if all three of those guys were healthy and played well at the same time, or even if we got an all-time great performance from Kevin Durant and you got a more pedestrian performance from James Harden and that team somehow made it to the finals. That, to me, would have more intrigue than Milwaukee sort of kind of stumbling in to this finals appearance and you have Phoenix who just dominated – the western Conference, pretty much um but if i if we could have seen the clippers with Kawhi, we see we saw a much improved paul george and that team really gelled together like for me it's tough when i see teams not play to their full potential and i know they in my head i'm like the clippers at full potential would have beaten this phoenix team because this was the best phoenix ever played this is the, the best Phoenix team we've gotten. And that's for me when you, when you look at a finals and it's like, man, it could have been better.
0: Yeah, no. And I, and I understand that. And I think, um, I think for me, I've, I've been really interested in this series and I don't know, maybe, maybe I, I don't want to say I look at basketball a little differently than you do. Cause I, I think maybe I hold the sport more near and dear to my heart just cuz I played it a lot longer. And maybe um, maybe
1: like the basketball in the purest sense instead of like the names on the jerseys or anything. For yeah. The players that are playing, it's more about what basketball is being played.
0: Yeah, and like the Suns to me have been from from the first round the Suns to me have been the team that I have had I think the most fun watching because they just play so well together and I I mean if I if you, if for the audience, if you need me to put something, something to that, you know, the sun's just, they have so many guys. It's not like, it's not like the LeBron Kyrie team where, you know, it was normally just LeBron or Kyrie and they were both going to give you 40 and you were going to get like an 80 point combined game from them. And then you just needed a couple other guys to score a couple buckets here and there in game one. They The Suns had one, two, three, four, five, wait, hang on, one, two, three, four, five, six. Six guys in double figures. They had two with t- over 20 and they had one over 30. So Chris Paul had 32, Booker had 27, Aiton had 22, Bridges had 14, and Cameron Johnson and Cameron Payne both had 10. And DeAndre Ayton had 19 rebounds as well. They just have so many guys who contribute, and what that leads to is just a very well-rounded team basketball style of game. And even the Bucks, they're kind of that way too. I mean, they have Pat Connington, who's a really good three-point shooter, Bobby Portis, who's had been playing really big uh, in, in these series, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, P.J. Tucker, Giannis. All of those guys can give you and especially well we saw brooke lopez even put up 31 the, the nets all-time leading scorer believe it or not brooke mm-hmm. lopez put up like a 31 point game and chris middleton uh, has been playing huge and Giannis. we know what Giannis is capable of doing and what it ended up being was maybe you don't have necessarily like you said the brooklyn's and the, the hardens and the durant's and you know the you know the Curry's of the world and LeBron. You you may not have that, but what you have is on both teams. What you have is two extremely well-rounded, good basketball teams as a whole. And well, for they me, made it.
1: They made it to the finals. So both teams yeah. are good. Yeah, for you sure. And,
0: yeah, absolutely. And for me, it's just been fun to to watch to watch that. And I think for me, it's just nice to see different players in the finals. Like, I mean, oh, I know we.
1: So I'm sorry to cut, but to that point, when you see the finals patch on a Phoenix Suns jersey, we're talking about an organization that was worse than Sacramento five yeah. years ago. Yeah, like literally, they had they were drafting a Dragon Bender, or I can't even remember his name. Uh, like dudes that were legit busts in the top seven picks every single year. That was Phoenix. And then they got lucky with Devin Booker and then got lucky on the number one pick with DeAndre Ayton. But if you go like the last 10 years, that Phoenix team has been worse than Sacramento. And that is saying a lot. Mm -hmm. And now they have a finals patch. And it's just, it's so weird. It's like you got a double take when you look at it on your TV screen. And then Milwaukee... Did they set the record um, right before they drafted Giannis? Did they set the record for like worst record in the NBA? Uh, like they were, they were worse than Philadelphia, I think. At one point.
0: Sub 20 will I'll check that.
1: It's just so crazy that those two franchises made it this far. I mean, well, so Phoenix is the biggest surprise by far. Didn't even make the playoffs last year and then now they've turned around and seriously dominated the Western conference on their way to this finals and have and have a two o lead in in two one lead in this finals. but milwaukee really has felt either maybe from fan pressure or media perception or maybe even the perception that they hold within their own team that they should they deserve to be in this point they they should have been at this point by now. so I feel like it's really a tale of two different teams, but Again, the that mix of blood in this in this finals, I guess it's it is intriguing, but at the end of the day, I it's tough to get. It's crazy that one of these teams is going to win a championship. That's the right. biggest thing for me. It is so crazy it, that Phoenix can be champions or Milwaukee is going to be champions.
0: So it looks like over the last ten years. Milwaukee's worst record was in twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. They were fifteen and sixty seven,
1: fifty sub twenty. Yeah, they were tanking.
0: And then all of a sudden, I well, let's see. When was Giannis drafted? Because there's a huge shift in their. Um, there's a huge shift in their record. He was drafted in. Um. Can somebody? It looks like 2013. It looks like 2013 was when he got. Yeah, yeah, 2013. So, yeah, so after the 2013 uh, season, so that that's funny. Okay, so his first year they were 15 and 67, but then after wow. that it was 41 wins, 33, but then 42, 44, 60, 56, and then 46. But obviously, this was a shortened season. Um, so Giannis was really the one that turned that franchise around and it's, and it's, and that's, that's another thing about this finals is I know that there was there maybe for some people was a lack of storyline, but I disagree. I think that there are plenty of storylines here. You have Giannis who just signed a supermax with Milwaukee, staying with a small market team and building up that building, um, the Milwaukee bucks and trusting them in that front office and bringing the bucks to the finals. Um, and then you have Chris Paul, who has been on a bazillion. He's like the Ryan Fitzpatrick of the NBA. He's been on so many teams. Um, and so many people have just tossed him around and, you know, was saying, you know, he was declining and then he comes here. And then in his first final game ever, he um, he gives you 32 points, nine assists, four rebounds, and has been playing at like an all-time level for him. And Devin Booker, who is probably one of the most underappreciated stars in the league has been balling, and then you have DeAndre Aiden who's emerging as one of the better big men in the league. Um, yeah, this was
1: his. This was his breakout party. DeAndre yeah, he, in he yeah, playoffs.
0: Yeah, he's been playing so so well, and you know, a guy who is maybe looked at as kind of a an bust. all-star. I mean, he, well, oh yeah. Well, well, maybe not. Maybe a bust is a wrong word, but when you compare him to what draft he was in, and underwhelming. Yeah, because he was
1: picked. He's been picked before Luca and Trey. It's sort of what Marvin Bagley yeah. was going through, but DeAndre has has really backed it up more than Marvin has, at least. Where it's like, oh, that's why Phoenix drafted him number one.
0: Right. Exactly. Oh, this, this
1: makes sense now because he's a monster,
0: mm-hmm. and he fits so well with that team. And I heard somebody the other day go, you know, if if the Suns are looking back and they're saying, you know. Somebody said, "Would you redo the 2018 draft? I, it'd be. T- I mean, you're looking yes. at Luca and you're looking at Trey, but I mean, look what ended up happening. They they ended up drafting DeAndre Aiden and they got Bridges with the tenth pick.
1: That that was a nice. Bridges is underrated. He's he's streaky for sure, but if as long as you just need defense from him, he'll give it to you.
0: Right. And I think based on the construction of their team." I think Aiton and Bridges fit perfectly. I know looking back, mm-hmm. you go, Well, we could have We could yeah, we could have had Luca and we could have had Trey, but would you trade DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges for Luca? I don't know. Wait, how'd they
1: get how they get Bridges?
0: I don't know how they got Bridges. They must have had a they must have had a with the trade or something. Is he
1: the one that his mom works for Philadelphia and then they he got drafted by Philly. They did an interview with him and then he got he got traded later.
0: Um, they trade up for him. I, it sounds like you know more of that story than I do.
1: I, <laughs> I well, I watched it live.
0: <laughs> oh, gotcha. It was pretty funny. They were, they, uh,
1: I think it's like ESPN did like a whole thing. Oh my gosh, your, your mom works for like the HR for the Philly and you get to play for Philly. Like, what does that mean? And he did like this whole thing. Oh, I'm so proud. Blah, blah, blah. And then he gets turned, turned around and traded. It's so, man. Yeah, he was. At, he was drafted 10th by the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Well, that's wow. what I'm
0: saying. Yeah, Philly right here. What a pull. Um, but then uh, – but, yeah, then he ended up with, uh, with the Suns. So, well, okay, yeah, I was reading it wrong. Maybe the Suns didn't draft him. I'm sorry. But I just saw his name and was like, oh, yeah, he's on the Suns. Uh, what if
1: – dude, what if they – what if they drafted Michael Porter Jr.?
0: Or like Colin Sexton, you know?
1: Colin Sexton, um, oh, the year before.
0: No, he was in the 2018 draft too. He was in that draft. Yeah, so so in this this I was about to say this. This is so sad looking at who the Kings passed on because Luca was after him, Trey Young was after him, Colin Sexton was after him, Bridges was after him, Shea oh, Gildress Alexander was after him, Michael Porter Jr. was after I him. Getting, I think you're getting that wrong. Dude, I'm looking at the draft right occupied. here. Occupied. I'm looking at the draft right here.
1: I'm recording a podcast right now.
0: Oh, say hello to pa- Padre.
1: Jason says hi. Every every one of our millions of listeners says hi.
0: <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> you Nobody know he saying. He said, "All right." <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right here. Sexton to the cap to the Caps. Really. Yeah.
1: Hey, if you're Orlando, that Mo Bamba pick hasn't really. <laughs> out. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's,
1: <laughs> that's also true. Jay was also in that draft. Yeah. That was a sick draft. DiVincenzo was in that draft. Kevin Porter was in
0: that draft. Jaron Jackson was in that draft as well, and he's been playing well for Memphis.
1: That was a nice
0: draft. That was a very nice draft, looking at it now.
1: Gary Chen Jr. Mitchell Robinson? Beast?
0: That was a really good draft. Wow. Oh, and the other and Giannis's brother was <laughs> drafted in that one as well at the very end.
1: That's so funny that um isn't Giannis's older brother the one that's riding the bench on um yeah, he's isn't he the one riding the bench on Milwaukee? Like his older brother.
0: Um I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, it's hard to tell.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, so that was a big sidetrack, but that's okay. Um, Huge sidetrack. But I mean, still, like there are so many different storylines about this NBA Finals that I feel like are are really interesting.
1: Okay, Jason, let's get to the brass tacks of it.
0: All right, if let's do Giannis,
1: this. If Giannis wins this championship. And he's putting up these numbers, like he put up back-to-back 40-point games in these last two finals. He's been amazing, right?
0: Right. And don't, and I know that everybody's going to focus on the 40-point game, but let's go back to game one, two, coming off of what looked like a horrific injury.
1: That was ugly.
0: Yeah, that was bad. He comes back, and in his first game back, he is at, now in 20 points. 20 points is still a decent amount, but he had 20 points. He wasn't points even forces. supposed to play. Exactly. He had twenty <laughs> points, four assists, and seventeen rebounds. Mm-hmm. He was pretty, he was keeping pace with DeAndre Ayton, who had nineteen oh. rebounds. So Giannis is balling
1: in this. I think he's averaging like what thirty five in this series,
0: something like that. And he's putting up
1: numbers that haven't been seen since KD, LeBron, and Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. So if he goes out and wins this finals, do we just say? Wipe it all off, like the the last couple of playoffs that he's just come up so small in. Do we just wipe it all away and he's now a new player? Is he the best player in the world? If he wins this championship in your eyes,
0: is he the best player in the world? No, because I still think um, I still think people are going to look at Durant as the best player in the world, um, and. But I think I think the persona of Giannis is going to change a little bit because I think I mean there was the argument I, I was listening to ESPN a little while back and there was the argument when Giannis was out and Chris Middleton was balling that is Chris Middleton Batman or mm. is Giannis Batman. Yeah that,
1: that that's gone. That discussion's yeah, gone.
0: That that whole that whole persona of can Giannis be the number one option on a championship team, that's gone that's gone because say what you want about how the suns got here and the fact that like every team they played against was injured that's just how that's just how it felt for them they got here and guess what the phoenix suns the phoenix suns are 100% healthy they had the second best record in the i think in the entire league this year and not only that they split the season series with the number 1 i mean they didn't split i'm sorry they beat the Utah Jazz, who were the number one team in the Western Conference, they beat them in a season series that they had with them. The Phoenix Suns were a phenomenal basketball team this year, and they're 100% healthy. Um, the Suns are legitimate. And if Giannis can come back from O two, 2 now again, people say that you know the series doesn't start until the road team um, or what, the home team loses. That's what it is. Um, so technically, the series hasn't started yet, apparently. Um, oh, nice!
1: That's yeah,
0: good, <laughs> yeah. But um, but that whole persona of Giannis is—is is he Batman or is he more of a Robin? That just that completely goes out the window for him. Um, and I don't know. May I, I? I would imagine that that that, that cloud hanging around him kind of goes away in that sense.
1: I guess a part of me, because. It's so. It's a very hard question. It's it's like he's gone from zero to hero in so fast. Because wasn't it just during this playoffs that Chris Middleton kind of saved him?
0: And Chris little, Middleton
1: yeah. took over, and Giannis was of course injured, and I don't even know if he played. Did he play that well against Brooklyn? Middleton? Is,
0: no, uh, Giannis. When Giannis oh. was healthy. I can find that for you.
1: But Milwaukee, whatever the case is, did save him from potentially losing before the finals, and that would have been deemed another disappointing year, blah, blah, blah. But now he's ball Like, he is – this is a different – this is the best Giannis we've seen, at least in the last two games. Let's not get ahead of ourselves or anything. The last two games, this has been a dominant player. Like, he is dominating the game in a way that we – haven't seen in the last 20 years it looks like like the dude his offensive game is limited at best everyone knows what he wants to do and he's still doing it at such a high level it is insane if you don't think that phoenix is sitting there like yeah Giannis is gonna get in the paint don't let Giannis get in the paint deandre aden is sagging off Fifteen feet from the guy, he's not even guarding Giannis at this point, and he's still putting up forty points. That is so impressive.
0: Yeah. It is nuts. Yeah. So looking back at the uh, the series for for Brooklyn, it looked like Chris Middleton had some had some pretty big games. He had, a, I think he had two where he was under twenty, but I think he had two when he was above. Those 30 are the first well. two, I think. Um, but he had a couple when he was above thirty as well. So, mm-hmm. um, like game. he had 35 Um, and then game 5 he had 25 and then game 4 where was it 19, 1984 Um, so he he did play well against Brooklyn Mm
1: -hmm. he played well against Atlanta too
0: yeah he has been huge for them Um,
1: but that's what they need because it does t- – it takes a team to win an NBA championship.
0: Well, and you know what it takes also is Drew Holiday. Big time. Like, like Drew Holiday being – like he's always going to be a great defender. But, I mean, yeah, so in, the, in game one, in game one, Giannis uh-huh. had 20 points, 17 rebounds. Lopez had 17. Middleton had 29. And Holiday had 10. Um, but he had nine assists and seven rebounds. Um, so he was out there and he was – productive but he wasn't very productive on on offense scoring. and then right and then the opposite ended up happening and like Chris Middleton and, and Drew Holiday kind of kind of flipped roles a little bit. Drew Holiday had 17 points, 7 assists and 5 rebounds in game 2, but Middleton had 11, 8 and 6. So Middleton barely got over 10 points. Giannis yeah. was doing his thing and then finally in game 3 all three of them clicked and they blew out the Suns by 20 points. Mm-hmm. Giannis had 41, Middleton had 18 and Holiday had 21. I know Middleton didn't have over 20 points, but 18 is enough when Drew Holiday is giving you 21, and Giannis is giving you 41. Plus, Bobby so, Portis provided another uh, 11 as well.
1: Is it weird that it almost seems like – because Phoenix is up 2-1, right? Yeah. Doesn't it almost seem like that this Game 3 win almost canceled out those two losses? and won- Like, it almost seems like they're even now. really Really, they're not like Phoenix still has the advantage.
0: Well, it's funny because I feel like part of part of game one, I remember walking out of game one from Milwaukee was like, that was as much as the bucks kind of losing as it was Phoenix winning. Like Phoenix came out and, and they were just absolutely, I mean, they were executing to a T but the bucks, I didn't feel like they played a phenomenal game. Plus if you look at the free throw disparity, in game one, the Bucks were nine for sixteen from the free throw line, and the Suns were twenty five for twenty six. <sighs> like they, they that probably
1: that probably goes to Giannis not being aggressive on that knee, just testing it out, you know.
0: Probably, but I mean, they had sixteen more made free throws than the Bucks, and they won by thirteen. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean, the Bucks shot really well. They were 45% from the field and they were 44% from the three point line. They made five more threes than the Suns. Um, and they had more rebounds as well and more assists. Um, but again, looking at it, it was, you know, they just, I, I know that it seems like on paper they played well, but I don't know, it just felt a little off. And the whole holiday thing was seemed like such a limiting factor. Like they are like, I know Giannis is going to be the guy who kind of that team goes when Giannis goes, but drew holiday is so important because if, if Giannis is going to be out there giving you 40, then you're going to know that that's always going to be there. But in order to beat the Suns, you're going to need Chris Middleton to play well. And you're going to need drew holiday to, to play well. Like if, if Middleton isn't playing well and holiday is, then that's, that's going to be really hard to win. They, the Bucks do need all three of them to be clicking. And when they click, they beat the Suns by 20 points. So I think it's hard to – for me, I think it's hard to judge necessarily if the Suns are actually better than the Bucks. If both teams are playing their best, I'm not sure who's better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because if that was the best that the Bucks can play, and I know that the Suns didn't play well, but, man, they were swarming everywhere on defense. I think Booker was, like, three for, like, 17 or something like that. Um, he uh, – wow, one of the most asked questions is, is Devin Booker Mexican? I'm just, I'm just looking, I'm looking on Google right now. I just clicked on Devin Booker, and that's one of the most asked questions. Is
1: Devin Booker my hombre? <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Okay. Well, I think it was 3 or 13. That was, yeah. He, he just, he the Bucks were swarming him. Yep. Absolutely swarming so him. So, what they,
1: they threw out, PJ Tucker and Chris Middleton were mostly the primary defenders. And they put Drew Holiday on Chris Paul. And then they put Giannis on either Crowder, Bridges. And then at the end of the game, he was on Eaton. Yeah. Mostly. Which that. That uh, Giannis at the 5, Bobby Portis at the 4, then you had Middleton, Drew, and Connington, usually. That lineup was death Mm -hmm. for Phoenix, especially when Aiden got into foul trouble because there is no way that Phoenix could have contended. They put Frank Kaminsky in to an NBA Finals game. He got cut by the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, he got cut by the Kings... That's not a good sign. Well, it's because Zurich is
0: injured. Sarge? Yeah. Yeah. Is he coming back? I don't know, but you <laughs> realize how important he is to that team when Frank Kaminsky but, has to come in. But,
1: I mean, it's great that Sarich is getting like, oh, man, if only they had Sarge. But, like, what is Sarge supposed to do with Giannis? Yeah. What is he supposed to do with Bobby, Bobby Portis? I think that is still advantage Milwaukee. If they can continue to get DeAndre Aden into foul trouble – Oh, man. that Yeah, just, Aiden
0: being in foul trouble was huge.
1: That limits Phoenix so much. But
0: I mean, Aiden Phoenix only played 24 has, minutes.
1: Phoenix still has a lifeline here. Because, again, just as we said, that game one loss for Milwaukee, it was like, oh, well, they didn't really play well. Phoenix, by far, had their worst game.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: De- Devin Booker looked like looked like he didn't have shoot around before the game yeah. or something. Like it was just, it was like he was seeing ghosts or something. It was haunting him before that game. Cause he was, he was getting swarmed out there, but he still is. He's one of the best scorers in our league. Oh, for sure. And he was for creating sure. shots that he can make anytime. Mm-hmm. He was just missing those mid-range shot. And I still think that there's a better Phoenix that we can see. And it's going to take a perfect performance from Milwaukee to beat this Phoenix team.
0: So Bucks play perfect, Suns play perfect. Who wins?
1: I think Phoenix does. That's yeah, tough because we know
0: Chris Middleton or
1: Chris Paul can go off for thirty plus. He's done it in these playoffs. Devin Booker can get the easiest thirty points, probably in the in these finals, just out of nowhere. And then yeah. Milwaukee has no answer for Aiton if he's on. Aiton was on fire. He was going blow for yeah, blow he was ki- he with was Giannis him. in the first half. If he does, if he stays out of, if he doesn't get those cheap fouls, or if refs call the game differently, and those Giannis like 50-50 calls, if they're called charges instead of blocks, that completely changes this game.
0: Yeah, he he was he was. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, he only played half the game. He played, and you 20, got, he played 24 minutes.
1: So you got the worst out of Mikel Bridges in the series. You got the worst out of Devin Booker. You got nothing from Cameron Payne. Uh, you had a great shooting performance from Jay Crowder. It was, everything he was putting up was in. Yeah. Even, you know, when they do um, like a foul is called, um, yeah. it's like a dead ball, right? And a player's like shooting stuff. Jay Crowder was still splashing it. Yeah, those dead balls. It was like this guy cannot miss. Who is the who possessed Jay Crowder? Devin Booker did, (laughs) (laughs) apparently. Yeah, it was like it was like like Mike. They switched like skill and stuff. Yeah. So that would mean that Steph is now in Giannis's body because he went what fourteen of seventeen from the free throw line. Right. You can't count on that every single game, Milwaukee, especially at home. I think. Phoenix is more likely to get, win a road game than Milwaukee is in this series.
0: Ooh, that's a good debate.
1: And I think that's just advantage Phoenix for the rest of the way because they also these both these teams probably have the best home atmosphere I've seen in these playoffs. It has been nuts. That that scene in Milwaukee—they had what twenty-five thousand people outside for their first home playoff game. I hope that Sacramento does that in 50 years when they have their first home playoff game. Right. The team, the team is relocated three times. I really (laughs) hope we're, we can get 25,000 people out to just be outside. And you're still filling up the state. That, that was a crazy scene there. And they totally fed off that emotion. I don't know if it's sustainable for Milwaukee. So I think it's Phoenix's series to win. What do you
0: think? Um, well, it's tough because, um, I'm looking, and I'm I'm really trying to find. Um, I'm really looking hard to try to find who, who had the best defense mm. in the league this year. And from Ooh. what it looks like, from what it looks like, I'm looking on the NBA stats page right now, um, and I'm just looking at defensive rating, mm-hmm. and it looks like if I'm reading this correctly, it looks like Milwaukee was number one and Phoenix was number three. That
1: doesn't surprise me.
0: So I want to look up, um, I want to look up what team had the best, um, offense as well. Cause I just want to like, see if I can Milwaukee. go line. Yeah. I want to see if I can go, um, like straight up, just defense, offense, defense, offense. <laughs> um, Yeah, so, okay, so there you go. So, Milwaukee had the best defensive rating in the league, and they had the best offensive, um, well, actually. (laughs) So, if we're going off of rating, so defensive rating, Milwaukee was one. Offensive rating, Milwaukee was five, and Phoenix was six. That's funny. They're so close to each other, (laughs) Um they're only separated by two on defense and they're and they're literally neck and neck. They actually their offensive rating, Milwaukee was one seventeen point two, Phoenix was one seventeen point two. <laughs> oh interesting. And then their defensive rating, Milwaukee, was one oh six point four and Phoenix was one oh seven point nine.
1: I think Phoenix has stepped up in these playoffs and playing played such a, so much better defensively. Like they play, in my eyes, I think they have a better team defense because they don't have better individual defenders than Milwaukee does. But they play great team defense to where Aiden covers up in the middle of the paint and you have like actually great defensive effort from CP3 and Devin Booker who are playing – all-star caliber level on both sides of the ball, and you have Mikkel Bridges, who is one of the best perimeter defenders with that length and that quickness, out on the out on the wing. And you have Jay Crowder, who is gritty and can get teams into foul trouble and get get guys into technical foul trouble. Like he's one of those like bangers down low. And you have uh, Cam Johnson, who's a good defender. He's all right defender, but um, a little length and. I think they just play great team defense that shores up any weaknesses that they have. And then Milwaukee, uh, one through five, great individual defenders. Like any matchup that Phoenix, there's no mismatch really that Phoenix can get except for Brooke on Aiden.
0: Yeah. But and even Brook not, Lopez is yeah, a good that's defender. Be,
1: that's not because Brook is a bad defender. It's just because DeAndre Aiden is in, a monster.
0: Yeah, he's been playing really well. He's been playing really well. It's tough. I mean, it's funny because when I'm looking at all these team stats for the for both of them, like, they are when, like, offense, defense, just everything, they they're, like, they're really not that far away from each other in, like, any category. In terms of having a very evenly matched finals, like, they, this is probably one of the better ones in terms of just even matchups that we could have gotten. Um, and yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I feel like maybe the only advantage that Milwaukee has is that they're just bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, they can throw a big lineup out there. They can throw Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and Chris Middleton out there. And Portis. Um, well, yeah, and even Portis. Yeah. Um, they can have a very, very big lineup. Um, yeah, Portis is six
1: ten. Yeah, he's um, a big boy.
0: So, I mean, they've got the advantage in in size in that sense. But I mean, Mikael Bridges is six seven, um, mm-hmm. and Jay Crowder is looking at it right now. He's he's six six. But I mean, Brook Lopez and Giannis and in um, Chris Middleton. I mean, they're all they're all huge. I mean, they're all above six seven. They're all, um, huge.
1: they're all huge. You got two seven footers pretty much.
0: Yeah. Um well actually Middleton's only six seven. I thought he was taller than that.
1: But still, uh, like
0: when you're when you're all above six seven. <laughs> um still, yeah, I mean it's it's tough. It's tough. Um
1: so it's you gonna got... be really
0: it's going well if I mean you said something that you said that Phoenix would be the most likely to win a road game, um, mm-hmm. and do you I don't know believe that? I think I think I do believe that. Um, man, I just uh, it's so tough because I actually really do like both of these teams. Like I've had a lot of fun. I wanted the Suns to make it, and I wanted the Bucks to make it.
1: I'd rather see Milwaukee win.
0: Um. Yeah, it's tough because I want it. I like it's. Am I picking this? Do you want me to pick this with my head or with my heart?
1: Dude, so if Phoenix wins, that would mean that the Sacramento Kings are the only Pacific division team to not win a championship in what, the last five years? Uh, this is like the NFC West we're talking about here.
0: Yeah, yeah that's true. That is true.
1: Oh my gosh! Please, Milwaukee, win.
0: Let's see. Please, uh, yeah, Golden State. No, the Clippers haven't.
1: Oh, okay. The Clippers. Okay, we're good then.
0: Yeah, so okay. second round safe then. But man, talk about talk about the division that the Kings are playing, and with the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Suns. They all should have made the, the uh, final the playoffs this year. I know. I mean, come on! And you had three of the title contenders. Right in that same division. Is that the best division in basketball? Gotta be. I'm looking at the rest of the divisions. I mean, there's Philly, Brooklyn, New York, Boston, Toronto.
1: That's pretty good. If Boston was better this year, that would have been pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, Atlanta, Miami, Washington, those are all top eight teams, but that's still not. Utah, Denver, Portland. But then you have Minnesota yeah, yeah, yeah. and OKC rounding out yeah, the bottom. Yeah. That's got to be the Pacific. Has to be the has be. to be the best with the, with Phoenix, Clippers, Lakers, and Warriors. That yeah, that's got to be. It's California that's gotta, power. That's got to be. Um. Yeah, so I mean, if I'm picking it with my. So if you're, if you're going, pick, you're
1: going. Um, you log on to DraftKings, right? Free sponsor, free shout out for DraftKings, right? Yeah. You you log on and there's just one simple question. You're putting a hundred dollars on Milwaukee or Phoenix. Who are you putting it on? To win the series. If I'm
0: if I'm picking it with my head, then I think I'm gonna pick Phoenix.
1: You can pick it with your toe if you want. I just need an answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um it's I mean it's tough because like I said if I if I'm thinking if I being smart with my money I would throw it on Phoenix if I'm going to pick what I want to happen I think I would pick Milwaukee. I mean I I want to okay. see Chris Paul get a ring.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um I nice. mean 16th year. Yeah, I mean he deserves a ring. He really does. And so I I would honestly feel bad if he lost. But yeah. I would feel so I, good would, I wouldn't on. feel bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, who, who has more to lose in this in these finals? These are the hard hitting questions.
0: My goodness. um, Who has more to lose? Is it who has more to lose or who has more to gain? Because. I think it's more to lose. Because with Chris Paul, I mean, he's already going to be like a Hall of Fame point guard, but if he wins a title. Is he top five? Then he becomes even then he becomes like an immortal. And I know he kind of is sort of in that category a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but,
1: but there's always that they never he never got that ring.
0: Right, and that's and John Stockton is an immortal, but he always has sure, whenever you sure whenever is. You, No, he is, but when you bring him up you always have to mention he never won a title.
1: He uh, got carried
0: by Carl Malone. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um who has more to lose? I think
1: Milwaukee um, does.
0: Yeah, yeah. In my in my so. head, they're the more
1: established team. Like they've been in, they've been a contender for three years now.
0: Yeah, well, and as soon as LeBron and Durant got knocked out, it was like, well, Giannis, you better go win it.
1: Right. Definitely. So, um, and then Phoenix has Phoenix in my eyes has nothing to lose. Even if Chris Paul doesn't win this. This is the first time he made it. Like this yeah, is an immense achievement just alone that he made it.
0: I swear, was it just me or did it seem like every conversation on ESPN was always like no, the Suns are going to lose. Like they're not favored in the series. I swear oh. it was I swear it was like it was like there were so many times when I was listening to ESPN like just radio and people mm-hmm. were talking about like you know, oh, the Clippers are going to win this series. Like, don't mm-hmm. don't worry, they're going to come back. Or, uh, like it's it, it the, the conversation always seemed to be about what the other team was doing and not how well like Phoenix was playing. And there, I was always sitting there like, I mean, have you ever thought that maybe Phoenix is just like good, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's why they're winning? Um, because it always it just always seemed like nobody was giving Phoenix enough credit throughout the playoffs. At least to me, that's what it seemed like. Um, and no, totally.
1: I mean, I, I can admit that I, I think if we, if we took clips, like snippets from uh when we were previewing the first round, I think I was most sure that the Lakers were going to beat Phoenix in the first round, probably more than anything. Right. And then, Phoenix ended up pretty much dominating an injured L.A. team, but really yeah. that L.A. team didn't look good, and that's a testament to how good Phoenix was playing.
0: Yeah.
1: And then in the Denver series, I think I picked Denver to beat them mm-hmm. just because of how well Jokic was playing, and it seemed like he was just dominating. They had beaten – who did they beat? They beat Portland? Yeah, they beat Portland, who I thought – yeah. Portland's a great, a good team and Denver sort of handled them really well. Like they should beat this Phoenix team. And the fact that Denver made it to the Western Conference finals the year before, um, I guess I didn't take into account how much that Jamal Murray loss was, but he really wasn't playing well this year anyway. So it almost seemed like they had negated that loss really. So then they, they beat Denver. They go into the Clippers I think it was easy to see that they were going to beat the Clippers, but well, I think it's more because Kawhi was out.
0: Yeah, let me ask you: if the Clippers were at full strength, do you think the Suns still win? Oh, I
1: would have. I would have picked Phoenix. I mean, I would have picked LA. Yeah. I would have picked if Kawhi was healthy. I would have picked, and I don't think they would have beat them because the Clippers weren't playing
0: well when they
1: were. No, they fully weren't, healthy. and the
0: Suns were rolling.
1: The Suns were playing; great. they were do- They, it's like they didn't even break a sweat in these
0: no. in these series. No. And, I mean, it, they, never they, made, it
1: never looked like they were scared to lose a series. It they never got like past they were the under game control.
0: six mm-hmm. for any of them.
1: And that is So it's such a testament to such a surprise. I mean, they've shocked me with how well they've played. Yes, have they gotten lucky? Of course. But what team hasn't gotten lucky and brought to an NBA Finals?
0: Right. Like, it happens every year. It, uh, was it a
1: little more frequent this year? And I really hope if Phoenix wins, it was it's not like, oh well, who did they even play? I mean, they're gonna have to beat a great Milwaukee team,
0: yeah, for sure. And I feel like that would that would I for me like I feel like that would, and I I wasn't somebody who was sitting back and going, you know, like this championship will be tainted if they win because they had to beat Milwaukee and Milwaukee is at full strength right now too, playing against mm-hmm. a steamrolling Giannis, um, so. I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, we'll get uh, we'll get game one on Wednesday. What?
1: Um, so you one, said
0: sorry? Game four on Wednesday.
1: So you're going to go with Milwaukee. Um, who are you? Are you going with Phoenix? I'm going to go Phoenix in six.
0: Should I pick?
1: You could pick whoever you? you want.
0: Should I just? It's pick gonna. Is going It's it gonna, so it's gonna end before we record, right? Ooh, I think. Ooh, game six will be Tuesday, July 20th. So if we film well, on that see. Monday, if we film on that Monday.
1: But I think we have to, it's
0: Wednesday. Right. Well, okay. So game four. Oh, no, I'm, when... I'm dumb. I'm dumb. You're, d- yep. you're right. Okay. Yeah, so game four is Wednesday the 14th, Saturday, July 17th is the fifth game, and game six is Tuesday, July 20th. So we'll so film I, on Monday, and then we'll... I leave we'll,
1: the I leave the 19th, so we might have to record on Sunday. That's fine. That's fine. Okay.
0: Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll film before game six and see where it's at. But you know what? You're, you're picking Phoenix, and in my head, I would pick Phoenix, but I'll pick with my heart, and I'll go Milwaukee, um, just because I'm going to be opposite of of you and um, just purely for that fact. And I do want to see Milwaukee win. I really do. I think it would be a lot of fun to see, to see the bucks win and have Giannis get a, a title. So, I'm,
1: I really don't, I kind of don't want to see that because I don't want, I do. I really don't want, this is going to sound like kind of, I don't even know what this is going to sound like. I don't want to, I don't English. want the perception of Giannis being lifted into the pantheons of Michael Jordan's Kevin Durant's LeBron's Kobe's Tim Duncan's like in my eye, in my eyes, even if he wins, he doesn't really deserve to be
0: mentioned with those players. I don't think he's there yet. Yeah. I don't think he's I, there
1: that's going to be the thing. Oh my gosh. Giannis just won in his seventh year and he's, two MVPs and a defensive player of the year and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, but really, like, we've questioned everything Giannis has earned so far in his career. And I think this is just another thing that's going to be questioned. Like, just, it's, it's kind of two-faced to me, but, like, Phoenix deserves this championship if they win. But, like, if Milwaukee wins, it's like, yeah, but like you didn't play a full, full Brooklyn. You didn't even get to play Philadelphia. Like <laughs> uh, you didn't get you didn't have to play the Lakers in the finals. You didn't have to play the Clippers in the finals. Like, and I think that just goes down to Milwaukee has been a better team. Like they've been a more established team. So we hold them to a. In my head, I hold them to a little higher standard. Like they have a two-time MVP on their team. And right. This is the first time they're making the finals, and it might be the one time that they win, but it's maybe the easiest. Like, has LeBron ever had a finals run this easy? I guess right. you could go to last year, but that's in his 15th season. And these, these other greats, I don't think have ever had it this easy if they were to win.
0: Right. right and that's right. sort
1: of in my head, but, like, it's going to be this thing of, oh, my gosh, he's... He's only Michael Jordan and uh, probably only Michael Jordan has ever won two MVPs in a row and a defensive player of the year and finals MVP all in before they're 27 or whatever. And it's like, does he really deserve to be there? It's sort of this hard thing that I can't, and it's really not his fault. Does he even give a shit if, if I can't wrap my head around that? But I don't think I could ever wrap my head around that that he'll he'll ever be in my head that level of a player.
0: Right. Like is he a, is he
1: a top five player to you
0: in the league? Yeah. Um, so what we have Durant, LeBron, Steph, um, Kawhi. Kawhi, and maybe Luca. Yeah. Um. But. I don't know Giannis. Get, Giannis is that such a. Two, for me, it's such a. For me, it's very specific because part of the thing that I take into account when I'm picking best players is defense as well. I, I for me, I love well-rounded basketball players, and Luca is a liability on defense. So part of me would just lean towards Giannis because it's one of those things where it's like you know I, I understand having Luka on the team would be phenomenal, but you know I also want somebody who's going to shut down somebody on defense as well and that's just because that's the way i like basketball so i mean that's yeah. a personal preference but i think a lot of people i think if you're talking about the masses i think a lot of people put probably put luca like if i'm if i'm the media i think the media is gonna go um lebron durant i'm not even sure the media would put Kawhi in that conversation but they... i don't know
1: if he would i don't know if he'd make it either
0: I and see I would put him in there for sure, but um, I think he'd I think, be
1: number five for me.
0: Yeah, I think the locks would be Steph, LeBron, Durant, and I think honest. for most people it would be Luca. And then I no, think it'd be
1: it'd be honest.
0: Well, I mean, in that conversation, yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd be there. I think he'd be there for most. He didn't.
1: He he won two MVPs, so people must have thought he was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, think he'd, I think he'd be there for most people. And I think he'd be there for me, too, yeah. Um, so, I mean, and it's going to be – it'll be interesting because I think the legacy of Chris Paul and the legacy of, of Giannis will be – it's going to be interesting to see what everybody says when one of them wins
1: because it'll is do it, so
0: much for both of them.
1: Is it a choke job if Giannis and Milwaukee doesn't win?
0: It's a choke job. If they lose if they lose in five. I think no, because I think that's discrediting how good Phoenix has been. Okay. I think they just run into because I think if I genuinely, I think that discredits how good Phoenix has been playing. Mm-hmm. Which I, which again, I know that you were just presenting a hypothetical question, but I think it's again that's something that the media has been doing too. They're just underselling the Suns.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But that to really I think good. that
1: goes to really that idea. Do you, so when you look at these two teams, what would be like the first? What would be a word that you would describe for for Phoenix this year? What's one word that just jumps out at you? Surprise. That's exact. That's the perception with them. This is like a pleasant surprise of a team. We didn't expect them to be here, but Milwaukee. They've been contenders. They've been title in the title favorite, like top five of the title favorites for years now.
0: But again, I mean, part of the reason why is I think it's a surprise is not because of because I think if if you're asking me from the beginning of the season if I thought Phoenix was going to be in the finals, I would have said no. So it's a surprise that they're here. But if you that, would have asked me at the end of the season, heading into told, the playoffs, told
1: you how it happened.
0: Yeah, like, well, I mean, if you'd have asked me at the beginning of the playoffs, would you be surprised if Phoenix made it to the finals? That wouldn't have surprised me at all. So, but I, at the beginning of the season, I would have said, yeah, absolutely. That's, that, that would absolutely surprise me if they made it to the finals. But yeah, again, at the beginning of the playoffs, no, no, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. So, um... And it's because of how dominant they were in the regular season. And then just looking at their body of work in the playoffs, they've been mowing people down. Um, so, no, I don't think it becomes a choke job for the Bucks. I think it just becomes they ran into a very good Phoenix team who was just – they were just better. I
1: don't think that's how it's going to be presented. I don't
0: think it's going to be presented that way either. But in my opinion, I think that's, I think that's accurate. I don't,
1: I don't think everyone else, or I, you know what I will say, I was going to say, I don't think every, like people in the media or people on Twitter or anything are as rational a thinker as that or as level-headed. But honestly, I think that doesn't grab as much attention. That headline doesn't, the, Oh, Milwaukee down by a great Phoenix team isn't as attention grabbing as Milwaukee chokes Giannis uh, flames out or uh, like disappoints in finals debut like that catches a little more. And I think that's why that, that perception might be a little driven. Right. Okay. Which it's totally unwarranted. I mean, <laughs> Giannis has played unbelievably in these finals. I don't think you can accuse him of choke. Like that, the fact that they lost game two, what was Giannis supposed to do? Maybe make a little more free throws. Maybe, like the man played his hard
0: Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I mean, time will time will tell, and that uh, time will be less than a week. We will know in really in in less than a week whether or not this is going to um, head to game seven. Or if it'll be called a Game Six,
1: so, so. we better we better hope it's not. Or we want the series to be over when we record. I kind of would no. want to preview Game Six.
0: Yeah, no, I want to preview Game Six for sure.
1: Hmm.
0: For sure, for sure. Um, but uh, we're—I mean—we're kind of getting close to our time uh, limit here. I wanted to squeak yeah. in. Uh, do you want me to squeak in the movie review real quick? Sure. Okay. Um, quick. Yeah, quick. quick. So Saw Black Widow um, yesterday, actually. First Marvel film to be released in two years. It was really nice to be to to watch a Marvel film in theaters. It was a lot Is of fun. Was it a full theater? Uh, it wasn't a full theater, no. They were still doing like COVID seat restrictions and stuff, but uh, it was as full as I think the theater could have been.
1: That's gonna be a weird feeling to go back. It was
0: it? was a, I'm assuming no one was wearing a mask or anything. No, nobody was wearing a mask. But yeah, sitting yeah. next to somebody you don't know, being like in a seat next. to Yeah, that'll be interesting. Well,
1: imagine like a full, like every seat filled. Right. At right, a movie right, right. theater, that'd be so. I went to. I guess I'm just gonna to totally interrupt your story, but <laughs> I went to a Giants game on two weekends ago. When weekend. it was when they played the A's. Completely sold out. No one's wearing a mask. Like it felt like, whoa, COVID just was not a thing. Right, it's so weird that we're now getting out of that. Like, what was twenty twenty? Yeah, it, it we're like totally moving. It was. It just felt so like we and I hadn't seen crowds like that. I hadn't seen that many amount of people grouped up, especially not wearing masks. It's weird going into this like grocery store. And seeing people not wearing masks it's so weird because it just <laughs> hasn't been that way in so long it feels like
0: yeah no it's it is uh it is really interesting to to walk around and, and not be seeing people with masks but um but hey i mean it's a it's a good it's a positive thing i mean we're moving we're moving forward so um but anyway so yeah saw so, Saw Black Widow, first Marvel movie. It's it's had the biggest domestic opening since the rise of Skywalker back in 2019. Um, so that tells you how how well it's been how well it's the been rise doing. Of Skywalker, what a discipline. which was yeah. So Bree and I actually got through, finally got through all of the Star Wars movies, and I we watched that movie again. And the I I it was only the second time I watched it, and the first half of the movie I didn't actually hate the movie as much as I remembered hating it the first half of the movie is actually pretty good but it's the second half of the movie when you get that, into
1: the palpatine stuff
0: yeah it's the second half of the movie where i was like this just completely ruins it just 100 yeah. percent like it it was building really well mm-hmm. and then it just totally lost me and i was like okay because i remember look i i looked at Brie and I was like "Man, i don't really remember why i hated it as much as i did and then we hit a certain point and I was like, Oh nope, Yeah. And then it was just one thing after another that I was like, this just, it just ruined it. It tried to do way too many things. But, um, anyway, yeah. So I think for me, when it comes to Marvel movies, Marvel has set such a high bar for their movies that I feel like eventually you're going to have movies that are just going to fall a little bit short of that. And for me, this just felt a little bit short of that. Um, and I think the reason why is, without giving any spoilers away... Um, it's a
1: female lead? Oh,
0: wait, sorry. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's a joke, um, that's a joke. It's a joke, everybody, that was a joke. <laughs> take, that, um, take that within context. Yeah. so um, imagine I, if you
1: actually, like, legit said that, you're like, you know what, I just didn't like how it was a, it was a woman leading right. mostly on screen. It was well, just... Two. really two. threw me off.
0: Two women, actually, <laughs> and that's something that I'll, I'll mention here in a minute, but... Um, Black Widow sort of falls into the category of, of – and see, I, I thought that this movie was going to be more Winter Winter Soldier-esque yeah, in, the right. sense that, in the sense Gr- that it was going to action. be. action. Right, but there were just a couple action scenes where I was like, this feels way too big and way too, quote-unquote, unrealistic for a Black mm-hmm. Widow movie because she sort of falls into the category of Batman in the sense that because she has no superpowers, what mm-hmm. she's doing – Actually, has to be believable, really. Right. Um, and there were some, there were some points, and just some like there's car crashes everywhere and explosions like that. The movie is pretty much nonstop action from from
1: from That's beginning cool.
0: to end, um, which is which is cool. And the action in the movie is top notch. I have no complaint about the action, other than the fact that it felt at times way too unrealistic like a little i know fast and furious yeah like exactly like i know that black widow is a beast and all but there were just so many times where i was like she should be dead or at least really, uh, or at least significantly injured and she's just walking away like everything's fine
1: she uh she head scissor anyone
0: oh yeah plenty Plenty. oh good oh plenty that's a signature um, move. <laughs> so I'd say I'd say that's my biggest complaint of the movie is that there were it just it felt too big, like Winter Soldier having Captain America and Bucky two like legit superheroes felt like a oh, smaller
1: so Black ain't legit.
0: No, no, no. But I mean, like, <laughs> like you know, you know, superheroes. I'm trying, to, have get, powers, I'm trying to
1: get you canceled,
0: <laughs> right? Superheroes <laughs> who have powers so not um, hawkeye yeah <laughs> um yeah. but uh they uh that movie actually felt smaller than this movie like this movie felt bigger um uh, with the action and stuff like it was so i was like ah that's not what this movie needed to be like this movie needed to be like small scale in that sense because i think it would have made it a lot better um mm-hmm. and then i'm i'm looking on uh I'm looking on my favorite movie website right now and I'll just, this is giving away what I was going to say. It says uh, the title of the article is the 10 best uh, Yelena lines because Florence Pugh was the best part of the black widow movie. And she was. Um, And it's funny because for it being a black widow movie, um, Yelena is a, it is a, the movie is definitely a black widow movie. But it is also 100% a introduction to her being in the MCU. Does um,
1: she take over as Black Widow or something?
0: Um, well, I don't want to give anything away for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. Because um, obviously – so how do they – how do they um, – because wh- – so when does this take place? This takes place right after Civil War. So it literally picks up as, like, the opening scene in the movie, like, remember General Ross – Mm-hmm. He's like after Black Widow. That's how the movie. That opened. makes sense
1: because she helped um, uh, Captain America escape and stuff.
0: Yeah, so it takes it takes place right after Civil War and before Infinity War. Um, okay. So <clears throat> yeah, but and I I like Florence Pugh. I've always liked her as an actress, um, and she's been like my celebrity crush for a very long time. Um, hey, you just but,
1: put that out there. You just volunteered that information to be put on the web.
0: Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not ashamed of that. Um, but, uh, regardless of that, even, even putting that aside, I just think she's a great actress. Um, and she, she for me was 100% the best part of the movie. Um, and it wasn't even close. Like every, every scene that she was in, she completely, completely stole the scene. Um, she was like the heart of the movie is, which is weird to say because it wasn't just a black widow movie. Um, uh taskmaster was cool when uh taskmaster taskmaster fought but mm-hmm. also a villain that really got very little development <laughs> um oh, not, good uh, at that. yeah um but the act so yeah just quickly like the action was uh was fun um very at times unrealistic <laughs> um and it felt way too big for me. It felt too big to be a, a Black Widow movie. Um, but they mm-hmm. added some great characters, like the Red Guardian. David uh, Harbour's character was awesome. Um, Florence Pugh as Elena is a great addition to the MCU. Again, best part of the movie. But for me, it was it's just kind of falling in that sort of like, I guess, B tier Marvel movie for me. So, what
1: would you? what's a film that you like what are a couple of films that you would probably it's in that ballpark of
0: so it's for me it's and uh, and i think uh where what movie so it's better than captain marvel
1: so how many how many films
0: are there there's 25 now is there more uh, something like that there's a ton uh 22 marvel movies Looks like before this maybe i'm on a website right now i don't know when this was released 22 when was this released this was released march 5th 2020 so there right. hadn't been any out so 22 and then um 24 24 okay
1: mm-hmm So where would you where would you probably put this ballpark wise?
0: Um, obviously,
1: obviously the Thors are probably at the
0: bottom and right. So I, so in terms of the recent ones, I think it's better than Captain Marvel. Um, okay. Um, I'm looking at it right now. Um, better than Doctor Strange. Okay. Ooh, actually, I would have to rewatch Doctor Strange. Is it better have to than really watch... the first cap? No, no, Ooh. I don't think so. I hold I hold that first Captain America film pretty high. Um, I think it's better than I think it's it might be better than it's definitely better than Ant Man and the Wasp.
1: Okay. Um, I honestly couldn't tell you what happened in Ant Man and the Wasp.
0: Right. Better than Iron Man two, better than the first Thor, um so better is than, like, Thor than The Dark the World. Yeah, I think I honestly I think it's right sort of in the middle. Like I 'cause there are there are things about it that I disliked, but if you if you go into the movie knowing that there's gonna be some over the top action, like Scarlett Johansson's awesome, David Harborough's character like I have more positive things to say about the movie. Um, then negative, but when you compare it to the pantheon of the Marvel movies that have been made, it just wouldn 't be super high on the list but that 's just that 's not necessarily a knock on the movie itself no, that 's just more praising the other movies in that sense, and I think that 's why it wouldn 't be super high on my list, not because there 's any like major flaws with the movie, but I mean when you 're talking about like the First Guardians or like Winter Soldier or the Avengers, like, it's just, it's not, it's not that. Um, but there's really not a ton that I have to say that was, like, bad about the movie. Um, there are way more positive things that I have to say about it. Um, but just because Marvel has put out such great movies, I just can't, I wouldn't put it in, like, any top 10, any top 10 movie for a uh, list for me of, of Marvel. Okay. So, but that's not, that's not a knock on Black Widow. That's just praising the other movies. So, yeah, I mean, is it the average... worth to watch? One hundred percent. Oh, good. That's good to know. One hundred percent. And if you're gonna go see it, see it in the theaters because it's just nice to see a Marvel movie in theaters again. So, and it sets up actually. So there is an end credit scene, and it sets up um, one of the upcoming uh, TV shows. So,
1: ooh. So TV? Do we
0: see? Oh, Hawkeye. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because Yelena That's Yelena is confirmed for Hawkeye. That's um, sick. So it sets up uh, it sets up Hawkeye. So stay for the end credit scene. Stay well, for thank, the end
1: Jason, thank you so much for that discussion. Well, of course. So,
0: and then, uh, so Marvel's
1: kinda killing this whole thing. I don't think we ever got we never got to talk about Captain America or uh, how can I wear a soldier? I don't think we. Really no, know.
0: and you know what? Um, if we're gonna be filming early next week, we can do like a like a half and half kind of show, and we yeah. can talk about the TV shows, and we can talk about Loki because Loki will, I think, be over by then. Um,
1: How many episodes is it?
0: I think there's only one more. <laughs> no way. Uh, yeah. Let me let me double check. Um. Uh yeah, 6 episodes. There's only one more. i <sighs> <So> sad. <laughs> I know cuz it's been so good. So by the time yeah, so by the time uh we get to uh our 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 next show, uh that'll be over. So we can talk a little bit about sports and then we can talk about some movies and some TV shows and stuff. Um, Because we definitely do need to talk about Loki, and we never really talked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we are a movie show and TV show as well, just not as much. So, Just not as much. So, All right. Well, dude, I had fun. I'm glad to be back.
1: Yeah, I'm glad we got the rust off, and glad we got to fit this into our busy schedules.
0: Absolutely, and then we'll hit the ground running on Sunday. You guys will hear it uh, next Tuesday, but of course you'll have this episode. Um, to look forward to as well. Should it
1: be next Tuesday?
0: Yeah, we can put it out next Tuesday.
1: Or Monday.
0: We'll see. We'll play it by ear. But, uh, yeah, glad to be back. We're getting closer and closer to episode 100 for the show. Big milestone there. And we're getting closer and closer to 5,000 listens for the show. So another big milestone. So we'll be hitting both of those very shortly. So, um. We hope you all have a uh, a wonderful week. Again, sorry for the delay. Life happens, but we're back. And, uh, yeah, just have a great week. Stay safe, and we will see you all uh, in just a couple days.
1: Jason, I missed your voice. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> see ya.